Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a relationship story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And just a huge thank you for taking your time with me today. It means the absolute world. You're amazing with your comments, your love, support, everything. Thank you so much. And let's crack on with today's first story, which does come with updates as well. And just coming back after I've read the story to edit this in here, that just to give you a warning, there's a mention of sexual harassment in this story in the second part of the story, just so you know. And as always, please use the timestamps if you'd like to skip it. It's totally up to you, though. Thank you so much. It's from a throwaway account who says, My 29 male girlfriend, 24 female, tried to throw me under the bus when the police searched my house. First, I'd like to start off with some background. My girlfriend and I have been in a relationship for a bit over a year. She stays at my house about 75% of the time. We had no major problems before this point. On Saturday nights, we were watching TV in the living room and suddenly there was a loud pounding and shouting at the front door. My immediate reaction was to call the police, but after a look at the curtains, I found that it was the police. At this point, I was extremely confused. I don't sell, manufacture, or use drugs. I have no firearms in the house. I do nothing illegal online. I don't even pirate Game of Thrones. I had no idea why they might have reason to be knocking on my door on a Saturday night. I opened the door and they immediately asked for permission to search the premises. I asked why they would think that was necessary and they wouldn't answer. In turn, I refused to give them permission. My girlfriend repeatedly said I should cooperate. I said no and told them to show me a warrant if they want to enter the house. They then informed me that they had probable cause and were searching my place no matter what I thought about the situation and that their asking was only a formality. The first thing they did after entering my house was pull my girlfriend and I into separate rooms and begin questioning us. I kept demanding that they show me a warrant, but apparently warrants aren't even a thing anymore because probable cause can be literally anything when your local PD is backwater and shitty enough. I refused to answer any questions. I told them I wanted a lawyer if I was under arrest. I repeat that I did not consent to any searches of my property and repeatedly asked what their probable cause was, that there was nothing readily apparent. Thank you, Breaking Bad. (laughs) And that they had no right to strip me of my privacy. My girlfriend, on the other hand, talked a lot. I didn't hear much because she was in the next room, but I overheard her say this. You should check the backyard shed. I've never been in there before and I can't say what's in it. At the time, I could only think of, what the fuck is she doing? Well, the police checked the shed and found nothing. Again, I'm not a criminal. And an hour plus hundreds of questions later, left. At that point, I asked why in the world would she try to help them find criminal activity in my house? And she could only answer that she panicked and didn't know what to do. I don't need legal advice. My mother is a paralegal and knows a lot of good attorneys. She's furious about the police conduct and she doesn't even know what my girlfriend said to them yet. I'm incredibly angry at my girlfriend for saying something so unbelievably moronic. 
but all she can respond to me with is, I panicked and didn't know what to do. What I need more than anything is another perspective on why a person would throw their SO under the bus like that. Does this seem like something that can be worked through or is this just a huge red flag? And there were some relevant comments with replies from OP. So the first one, King TC said, saying, damn, this sounds super weird. It does, however, kind of depend on what they told her. If they'd said something like, we believe he has X in the house. And if we find it without you telling us, you'll be in trouble too. Now, I'd be disappointed if anyone I knew loved and respected ratted me out of the cops, especially if I hadn't actually done anything wrong. But it really does depend on what they said. As per your description, they don't sound like the best police force in the world. They could have said literally anything to her. Some people also turn to jelly when they see blue lights and a shiny badge. I have a friend who had a 20 bag hidden in his boxes and was stopped by the cops, asking for directions. Instead of just giving them the direction on moving on, he owned straight up to having the 20 bag. Don't automatically assume she was ratting you out or even thought about what she was doing. OP replied to that saying, this is what I honestly have in mind now. I can't buy that she was malicious. It really seems like she was just scared. Genji says, why the hell does everyone assume she called? You people are all gonna break your arms reaching that far. I really wish people would comment based on the actual story rather than making up extra parts because it sounds more exciting in their heads. Maybe she did and maybe she didn't, but there is not one damn thing in the original post to give any indication she called the police. And OP replies saying, yeah, I think if she wanted to frame me, there would have been a thousand easier ways than calling the police and sending them in a wild goose chase into a shed with rakes and shit. PLS says, did you ever find out what they wanted or even if they had the right house? And OP says, not a clue. I'd ask a lot of questions, but I don't want the cops in my area to start harassing me. And we do have the update, which we're going to cover in a second, and it was from a year later. But I'm having trouble in this one thinking how I would feel if I was OP in that situation. The cops turned up and I heard my girlfriend saying something like that in the other room. As I was reading the post, my thought that, you know, she was just scared and panicked, fight or flight kind of stuff. Because, you know, for, for some people, I'm not saying everyone, dealing with the police can be a really intimidating experience. You know, even if they're friendly with you, it can be a, an intimidating experience. So who knows what these police were saying in the background? He only heard, you know, girlfriend's side of things. And as well as it could be the girlfriend, it could be anyone really. There's surely, if there's no reason for the girlfriend to be setting OP up, there could be anyone else. Could be a neighbor across the road suspecting something, you know, suspicious activity or something like that. It just, this doesn't feel like a massive red flag to me at all. It just feels like someone panicking. Again, I could be completely wrong on that. I'm not sure how I would feel if I was OP in that situation. Feels like an incredibly strange one. But now we're going to move on to that update to see what happened next. Due to legal reasons and other life obligations, I decided against updating my opening post until it was safe to do so. I got a lot of incredibly useful information and advice from it, and for that I am truly grateful. I will link that post below, but in lieu of the new rules I have created a new account for this update, I will respond to this with my old one just to verify my identity. 1. My girlfriend and I aged a year, I am now 30 and she is now 25. This was about as much as could be expected. 2. The tip the police received did not come from my girlfriend, I mean no surprise really. This was a giant clusterfuck. About a year before I met my current girlfriend, I was sort of kind of seeing a 35-year-old woman. Our relationship was primarily physical in nature, but she wanted me to drop everything and move in with her. Just about everyone I knew was telling me that there was something off about her. 
but I thought they were judging her for her age. Then one night, when we had a fight, she chugged half a bottle of cognac and I had to call an ambulance because she was completely unresponsive. I ghosted her after this and had to ignore her pounding on my door several times. I went to the police station about a week after they raided me to file a formal complaint. I'd consulted a lawyer and he advised me that it would be a good first step if I were going to take legal action. When I filed the complaint, I tried to get information on who falsely accused me of a crime that warranted a raid without a warrant, but they wouldn't budge. My lawyer told me as much. Six months after the raid, I heard through the grapevine that my ex, friend with benefits slash girlfriend, called the police to inform them that I was cooking crystal meth in my basement. I only learned about this because a mutual friend who my ex had recently confined in spilled the beans. I figured out soon thereafter and she had seen me with my current girlfriend somewhere and decided I must have been cheating on her when we were still together, a year earlier. She exacted her revenge by getting me swatted I went to the police station to file a report against her, but the person at the front desk essentially laughed me out of the building. When I consulted my lawyer, he told me it was pointless to even bother, maybe with a better PD and in a better city. 3. I was advised against trying to sue the PD. More specifically, my lawyer told me that I could sue if I wanted, but that if he were me, he wouldn't. When I asked why, he said, usually if you can prove the unwarranted search were racially motivated or based on prejudice or corruption, you could possibly win but the police screwing the pooch was generally a weak reason again maybe against a better pd in a less backwards region four my girlfriend talked because of previous bad experiences i forgave my girlfriend for over talking to the police many people in the original post were entirely pitchforks up and even suggesting that she called the police and i understand why some people kind of went over the line and suggested that she may have planted evidence, but some were explaining that there are people who simply freeze up with the police. Knowing her, I thought this must be the case. Months after the incident, my girlfriend sat me down and let out that a police officer had molested her when she was in her teens during a routine traffic stop. He decided she needed to be searched and use it as an excuse to feel her up. I was horrified. Before you ask, yes, I received her permission to post this detail, honestly. And when you read this post, I love you so much. Five, we moved. We moved out of Buttfuckville. We live in a larger city now and coincidentally, my parents also had a reason to move here too. Her parents are originally from elsewhere in the country, but we are closer to them now too. One last little happy note is that we are getting married next year and we are both incredibly excited about starting our lives together. So it turned out to be the ex-girlfriend and it's, I always find those situations particularly scary to think, you know, OP was going about living their lives with their girlfriend, just cracking on with life as you do. But out there somewhere, there was someone else thinking about them, plotting against them. And I always think that's a really scary thought to think there could be someone out there somewhere, you know, plotting against you, disliking you so much that they go to this extent to try and get you in trouble. I'm not trying to make everyone paranoid or anything, but you know, it does, I imagine it does happen quite a lot. But hey, let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite 
of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And our next story comes from Upset Boyfriend Throwaway 1998, who says, I, 23 male, made boyfriend, 20 male, cry on his birthday. Before I get into this, I'm going to be using a throwaway here because my boyfriend also uses Reddit pretty often. I'm probably going to take this down soon so that he doesn't see it. But I still really need advice now and don't want to ask any of his friends how he is doing because he told me he just wants to be left alone. There will be a TLDR at the bottom because this post is going to be pretty long. So warning in advance, thanks. So my boyfriend had his 20th birthday last Saturday. We've been together officially for seven months now, but we've been talking about hooking up for around 10. To be honest, the news caught me by complete surprise. In my family, we would always throw big parties for each other and invite all of our family. It got to the point that we would be working on it at least a week or two in advance. And we always worked hard to make everything about it perfect. I love planning family parties and tend to be really on top of this stuff. So I was really surprised when he just mentioned his birthday in passing to me like it was no big thing. I asked him if he had any plans or if he wanted to do anything special for it. But he told me that he didn't really want to. I asked him if maybe his parents were going to do anything with him and he got really quiet. I felt sort of confused by this for a number of reasons. He's in general a very outgoing person and loves talking and hanging out with people. But when it comes to personal details about himself, he tends to clam up. Ever since finals last semester, he's been really down. He keeps telling me that everything is fine, but his actions speak louder than his words. Anytime that I asked him if something was wrong, he would just brush it off as a mild seasonal depression, or just dealing with a cold or some other excuse. He would perk up after that, but it felt like he was only doing it so I wouldn't worry. I wanted to do something nice for him, especially since he seemed a little upset after the holidays, so I subtly hinted to him that I wanted to go somewhere special. I told him that it could be just us if he didn't want to worry about inviting a ton of friends. He's an ambivert, so sometimes he's super outgoing with people, but other times he just likes to be on his own. He seemed to be okay with this, so we set up a plan for his big day. We ended up planning to go to this really nice sushi place. He told me he's never had sushi before, and then we would go out and eat cheesecake for dessert. Afterwards, we planned to spend the night at my apartment and binge watch some movies that he likes. He really seemed to like this plan and he told me that he was looking forward to it. The week before his birthday, I could tell he was feeling at least a little bit better and he told me that he was very excited for Saturday. I was honestly just glad I was finally able to cheer him up. Eventually, Saturday came around and we met up at my place around 3.30. Immediately, I could tell that something was off about him. He didn't really want to make eye contact with me and his face and cheeks were red. It looked like he had been upset and crying earlier, but I didn't want to say anything or point anything out. I mean, I get it. Everyone gets upset around the holidays or birthdays sometimes. It's no big deal. After hanging out in my apartment for about an hour or two, we decided to go on a walk around our city before going to the restaurant. After walking downtown around for 30 minutes, we took my car to the sushi place and sat down for dinner. The restaurant was great and he told me that it was some of the best food that he had ever had. After we had both finished eating, we talked for a while about how he was doing. 
He told me that he was always getting pretty upset during the holidays and his birthday, but he was glad that we were out doing this. I told him that I was happy, that he was happy, and that he could tell me any time if something was wrong. I could see tears welling up in his eyes, but he quickly wiped them away and everything seemed to go back to normal. After dessert, we both got into my car and I told him that I wanted to talk to him about something serious. I told him that I loved him and that I wanted to be a part of his future. He agreed and told me that he loved me too. After he said that, I heard him laugh under his breath. I asked him what was so funny and he told me that we had dated longer than his parents did before they got married. When he said this, I noticed his voice getting shaky and he looked away from me, looking out the window. I asked him what his parents were doing and he didn't respond. After sitting in silence for a few minutes, I started my car and began to drive back home to my apartment. After what felt like an eternity, I asked him if why he never talked about his family to me. After all, we've been together for almost seven months now, but I know nothing about his life before he became an adult. He dryly responded, When did you start caring so much about my family? Last time I checked, you're fucking me, not them. I felt my face get hot, but I didn't want to say anything I would regret, so I just held my tongue. I just sat there, feeling dumb and embarrassed, his hand limply held in mine. We just sat in the car for what felt like hours, not talking to each other. Once I parked my car in the parking lot at my place, I asked him why he never wanted me to meet them. When we started dating, I told my parents about him a few months in, and after meeting, they got along great together. I wanted to have that connection with his family too, but any time in the past that I brought it up, he would change the subject. He still didn't answer me, so I kept prying about it until I heard him sort of choking up. Eventually, I just flat out asked him if he was too ashamed of being with me to tell his parents, and he started sobbing quietly, embarrassed. Once I realized he was upset, I immediately shut up and apologized a million times, and I told him that I didn't mean it, that I was only asking because I felt like he was hiding me from people. He looked at me in the eyes, his face bright red and told me, my parents don't consider me their son anymore. They kicked me out. I haven't fucking talked to them in two years. After he told me this, he got out of my car and slammed the passenger side door shut. I just sat there inside, shocked. I knew that he wasn't close with his parents or any family members really, but I didn't know that they disowned him. He told me that he grew up in a very conservative Christian environment and that he was outed his senior year when he was 17. He always struggled financially and at one point worked two jobs along with school. I always chalked it up to him being incredibly motivated, but now that I see he was doing this because he had to in order to survive. I guess it makes sense why he was so upset around the holidays and his birthday. He's had to tough it out alone for years now. I got out my car and confronted him outside of my building. He didn't look at me in the eyes. Instead, he was focusing on his phone. I told him that I was so sorry. I had no idea and that he means so much to me. I started tearing up and my voice started to break while I said all of this. He told me he was getting an Uber home and that we could talk later. The driver pulled into the parking lot after 10 minutes of us just standing outside in the cold, both crying. He got in and the driver sped the car away. The next morning, I asked him if he was okay and if he wanted to talk to me about anything, but he told me that he just wanted to have some time to himself, to think about things. It's been a week now and I'm extremely worried for his physical and mental health. I'm scared that he would hurt himself. I want to call his roommate and ask if he is okay, but I don't want to violate his trust and try to make contact with him before he is ready. So, Reddit, what should I do? And the edit said, I'm getting to my car and driving to his dorm to go and talk to him tonight. Fuck it, I really care about him and I'm going to apologize and let him know that he can trust me. And as I said, we do have an update to this post. So we're gonna head straight on over there. Follow me, guys. So the update says, there's a lot of stuff going on. 
So I suggest you guys take a minute and give it a look. Anyways, I felt like writing this update because of a few messages asking me how things went. I figured that since you guys helped me out, I should fill you in on what happened. I will be taking both posts and my countdown soon and here is what happened after my last post. After I left the edit saying that I would visit him that night, I got up and started to drive over to his dorm. I texted him that I was coming over and I got in my car to drive over. I know that I shouldn't have taken so long to talk to him again, but I was scared of hurting him. After about 10 minutes, he just texts back, okay. During the drive over, I kept replaying the whole argument in my head over and over again. I know that it was wrong of me to have pressed so hard about his family, but at the same time, I just felt robbed. I've opened myself up to him and I just felt like he was trying to make me his dirty little secret. But I really don't know what he's been through and I know that I don't have a good excuse for doing what I did. I walked up to his room and knocked on the door. It was around 11.30. I waited there for five or so minutes before I saw his roommate open the door. I asked if he was home and roommate told me he was. I asked if I could see him and roommate let me in. He was sitting on the bed, typing something on his laptop. He looked good and I felt better knowing that he was okay. I was really scared that he would have hurt himself while we weren't talking. Roommate told me that he'd give me some privacy and he quickly left. After that, we just stared at each other for what felt like hours before he stood up and hugged me super hard. I hugged him back, but neither of us said anything. I took his hand and we walked out into the hallway and sat down on the bench. He looked me in the eyes and whispered, I'm sorry, before burying his face in my jacket and sobbing. I held him there and told him they had nothing to be sorry about. I apologized for ruining a day that was supposed to be about him and eventually we both started crying together. We walked back to his dorm and I apologized again before leaving, but before I could, he asked if he could stay with me for the night. I agreed and he packed some things up and left with me. I could tell that he didn't want to be alone. We didn't really talk to each other very much that night. We cuddled together on my couch, still tearful, and eventually we fell asleep. Sometimes in the night I would wake up and feel him shaking, but eventually he would calm down and we would both fall back asleep. That morning, we stayed until around noon. I brought us some coffee and later we went out for lunch, but after that he said he needed to go. I helped him get his stuff together and I could tell that he was feeling more like himself. We set up plans to meet up in a day or two to go shopping and he told me that he loved me and left. I was going to write this post earlier, but when I started, I found a sticky note that he left on my table. In the note, he thanked me for taking him in last night and that he wanted to work through this with me. After reading this, I was too emotional to write a good update, so sorry about not posting sooner. I still haven't talked to him about the fight, but he told me that we can work it out soon. He just needed a shoulder to cry on, and I'm fine with that. We have plans to go out again and make up for his birthday. And for now, things are okay. There's a lot of stuff we need to work out, but we have time. Also, since a few people have asked, he told me that he's been looking into getting a therapist through his college. He has a lot of things to work out and there is only so much I can do. But I think things will be fine now. Thanks for all the kind responses and and advice. I couldn't have done it without you guys. And that last paragraph where they said about, you know, getting a therapist i think that is certainly needed in that case and and it'd be a good thing not only for not only for op's partner but for them as a couple as well i think who knows what that partner has been through i mean from the the brief description that we got it sounds like it's been an absolute shit time for them in their life i couldn't imagine being disowned by my family for for being who i am and like i say with many of these stories i know it, it probably happens all the time. I just find it incredibly sad that, you know, that's your family. Someone that's meant to love you and they turn you away like that. It really pisses me off, to be quite honest. 
but it does sound like they they've turned a corner in their relationship and they're they're working to make things better for them as a couple and i really truly wish them the best but what do you guys make of this one how what how would you have dealt with that if you was op in that situation you know op was saying that they, they felt like a dirty little secret and i think i can kind of get how they would be feeling especially when you don't know really the details about what was going on in the background with their family but what do you guys think of this one let me know your thoughts in the comments below now just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your love your support your time absolutely bloody incredible <laughs> thank you so much for your love time and support and i will see you in the next one take care guys much love yeah man i remember being so naive when life was good weather and palm trees back in the day you were everything i need but then along came a time when you crushed my dreams oh yeah you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read oh yeah you see we in despair crime everywhere you're selling false hope because you just don't care nah uh, you just don't care nah nah ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.